We just go in, by the way. We just gonna go in and like, and then when it's edited, you'll see how it looks. back again thank you everybody who's been supporting the channel so far up to this point supporting cut talk radio and everything else we do we appreciate all the love that we get on in the cook global whether it be on instagram doesn't matter where you show it we appreciate all the love even if it's through the spirit that means something too but yeah we got you guys another episode today cut talk radio we got a new guest you know new guest is always exciting so let me allow them to introduce themselves so thank you very much for letting me have you today um my name is Fabian hernandez for those that don't know me I'm an amateur fighter, but I'm going to the pros now. I'm just working my way up. Yes, little sir. By little. Yes, sir. Working his way up. Uh, I saw on Instagram that your tag is Elgayo. Is that your nickname, or is that just like just the name? No, that's my fighter's name. That's your fighter name, Elgayo? Where does that come from? I'm interested. Elgayo, what does that mean to you? Well, for that, I mean, you ever seen Gallo's fight? Right. So how they go in and they destroy each other until one is out? Basically, what I like doing. I mean, especially because I'm a short fighter. Mm. My range of motion is inside. You know what I mean? You got so the like Tyson. It. Yes, sir. Try to. Nice, nice. So, so you like the, like in Spanish, it would be Valencia, like, uh, what do you call it? Valiance. Like, you like that, that grit, that vigor. Like, you like the, the, the fight. You like to get in there and bang. You know, you like to do that shit. That's cool, that's cool, that's cool. Yeah, so, you know, obviously now you can tell, you know, as Fabian said, he's a fighter, so, you know, he's got a fighter mentality. But I want to take it back, right? Obviously, at one point, like all of us, you started somewhere, you know, you were a kid one day. Can you explain to us, like, what growing up was like to you and uh, maybe just to help the people, like, share your perspective of the world as you were growing up, like, how you saw things and then maybe as you became an adult, how you started to see things and grow that's a good question. That's a good question. So, um, but when I was a kid, man, uh, it was always rough. You know what I mean? It was always rough. Um, just like in your previous episode, you had Chris talk, you know how he was explaining that many people always get pumped on. Mm -hmm. You know, I was in elementary school. I used to stand lots. I used to go to my nursery. Mm -hmm. So, I got pumped on once. I got bullied. And then ever since then, I told myself, I'm going to become a bully. Because I was just, it's not a good thing, but I was keeping myself safe. Right. You know what I mean? So then ever since then, era niño problemático. You know what I mean? For those that don't know in Spanish, uh, very problematic child. Yes. Yeah. Bad kid. Baby kid for the hood. <laughs> but, no, but I mean, that makes sense, right? That's, and... And of course, you know, that's an opportunity there to share with kids who maybe went through the same experience or maybe somebody who even is in their adulthood, right? That's something that leads you into adulthood or follows you into adulthood sometimes, you know, that victim mentality. You know, you said, obviously, the logic in your brain told you, I'm not meant to be the victim. So, you know, and you took that energy and then you were like, nah, I'm never going to show my weakness anymore, right? You're like, nah, I want to project nothing but strength. Did you feel like that strength that you were projecting was genuine or did you feel like you were acting but then eventually it did become genuine? You know, honestly, not until I started fighting mm -hmm. is when it became genuine. Right. Otherwise, it was more like just to fill my ego. Mm -hmm. Just to fill my ego, being able to be confident, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You wanted to have to be able to say it, like, oh yeah, I beat all these people up. Like, you know, I didn't I necessarily say oh. it, but uh -huh. know it in myself, like, you know, if anything happens, right. I gotta throw down confidence to do so, win or lose. You know what I mean? Be able 
to you didn't like the them. uncertainty of like, oh, if somebody fights me, I don't know if I'm gonna win. You want to be able to know what to do in the situation. Exactly. I mean, don't get me wrong. We right. are we're all scared. Even to this day, in fights, you know, I'm still be scared. Yeah. But I'm confident enough. That I'm gonna put a fight. You know what I mean? I'm gonna right. be on my toes. And as hard as he hits me, I'm gonna hit him too. You know I mean? He's gonna feel it too. Right. And that's that's all right. That's a good point right there. To the way you understand something like a fight too. Like, the way you look at it sometimes is what controls the way you act, you know? Like, if you're looking at a fight as something scary, which it is, you know, you're technically putting your life on the line, especially in a street fight, you know, who knows what's going to happen. But that's what scares us about the fight, is the way we look at it, right, the perspective. But if, like you said, if you look at yourself like a warrior and empower yourself, then there's no reason to feel that, you know, you're not worthy of a battle, you know, for example, right? And that might tie into that masculine energy, and we could get deeper into that, but I feel like, you know, that might be something that's inherently masculine. So, you know, again, that might be tied to the spirit, you know, like, I feel like that's probably a part of what eventually made you be a fighter is knowing that within yourself, you know? But yeah, I mean, it's interesting to think about. How do you feel about that? When you became an adult and you look back on it, what were your, what was like your first reaction? Did you ever take time to look back on it? No reaction. Just like thinking about it, like, oh, did you look at yourself and be like, damn, when I was that kid, I was scared. And then did that help you become confident as an adult? You know what? Accepting it. Because um, before I used to walk around, I pump my chest out. You know what I mean? Like, don't look at me. Don't look at me wrong. You're looking me wrong. You know this and that. But now I'm just like more, more humble. You know, mm -hmm. He's like, I'm, I wouldn't say friendly, but I'm nice. You know what I mean? Right. I'm being an honest person, and uh, I'm able to be comfortable because I know what I'm capable of doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have to feel like you're constantly proving yourself. You already proved. You already done the proving. Or you do the proving every day in, a, in some way, right? You train every day, right? You're an every athlete, day, you train. So so in a sense, it's kind of like the psychology of somebody who's in camp or just somebody who trains all the time, 24-7, who's constantly going to the gym, is that you're always prepared because you know that you're testing your limits every day. And that's why I feel like physical health is just as important as mental health. And they are, like, together, you know? It's like people sometimes think they're depressed because of something in their head, but sometimes what you do physically can help kill the depression of your mind, because it's like, in a way, and I want to ask you this, do you ever seem, or do you ever feel like when you're working out, you're meditating in some way? I'm gonna be honest with you, I meditate every single day, man. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, I do a lot of meditation. Actually, I meditate before I came too. Mm -hmm. You know, I sit down and say my prayers, because um, honestly, all my energy comes from God. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's the one that gives me the energy. So if I ever feel anxious, ever feel scared, nervous, depressed, yeah. I talk to him. You know, I tell him to release me from those and give me strength, give me courage, you know, give me confidence to become more of myself. And all right, so somebody that's you know the idea of faith is important. I feel like you know I think that's I think faith is like one of the things that keeps us going. And where you put your faith is important, you know, especially on your outlook. You know, having your faith in something positive like religion, something like God, the idea that there's something universally good is like that helps you look at the world from a building standpoint versus looking at evil and then thinking that everything is meant to be destroyed it's like then you start to destroy yourself you know so when you're training does that help you how does your relationship with god translate to your ability as a fighter hmm. that's a good question do you ever have a moment where you want to quit and you remind yourself that there's something bigger so you can't even give in to the idea of quitting always Every single day, man. Every single day. You know what I mean? But um, he strengthens me mm -hmm. to keep going. 
what really drives me, makes me go is my family. You know what I mean? Because I put so much into this that no one's coming to save me but me. Right. You know I mean, ain't no one could destroy me but myself. Right. You know what I mean? Because everything is through the mind, bro. Mm. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, okay, so let's go to that. Let's move on to that, right? Motivations in life. You know, you mentioned your family. Um, for a lot of people, I feel like that is the motivation, you know, especially as humans, we're social creatures, you know, families are a part of who we are. So there's a divine purpose within a family too, it seems like, or at least from my perspective. You know, I feel like the relationship that you have, I mean, I'm not a parent, so the way I look at it is completely objective, right? And this is where you come in to say the truth, which is the actual perspective. Is like, what would you say to somebody who maybe is, did you feel like you were lacking before you had a family? Or like maybe like you didn't feel as fulfilled before you had the family. Uh, honestly, and I'm, this is asking for me honestly because I'm I'm a single guy. I don't have a family, and I feel like sometimes, and I'm asking for the guys that are in my position. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you get that feeling of like you're missing, like that would complete you as a human. And I want to know if that really did that for right. you. Well, first of all, bro, I'm single too. I ain't got no family. Oh man. shit! Oh, you know, I thought you. When I say family, oh, I'm talking sh- about like my mom. Oh shit! I thought you girl, said. Man. I thought you were saying like kids. <laughs> oh damn! I was over here like I'm about to get some parent advice. <laughs> oh, all right, are right, we in the same phase then? Yeah. yeah. Man, man, man. Oh. But I feel like even though when I have my kids and my family, it's gonna it's gonna be better. You know, oh, okay. More because that way, if I do have a son, you know, he's gonna be able to look up to me, and you know, right. one day when he wants to do anything in life, you know, what I mean, fighting or chase anything, you know, what I mean, podcast, whatever, and he looks at me. Going yeah, the story won't finish if you stop exactly. halfway through the book. Um, and the thing is, too, like that's interesting though that you say that because there's two perspectives. Like, sometimes, uh, well, I guess the perspective is the same, but the situation is different, right? Sometimes people get into a situation, and especially in our community where it's like a lot of early pregnancies, a lot of young parents, and it seems that in a situation like that, you kind of get pushed into becoming or facing yourself because it's like you have a kid right away you know so that comes early versus like the perspective that you're taking right now which is also the perspective that i take which is like instead of having the child then building myself for the child it's like i see the child in the future and i'm building myself to get to that level which is kind of what i hear from you is like you know you want to be ready for when it happens which is interesting you know and i I think it's it's like you know just two different perspectives it's like how you like they say do you want to bring a child into this world you know, how do you feel about that? What's your perspective on the world right now in general? Do you think you would feel comfortable bringing a child into the world? I'm a bit real with you. I don't think so. Nah. I don't think Too so. Too much to worry about. How the world's going. But honestly, I think it all depends on how you raise them too. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Now, going back to what you were saying, um, mm-hmm. everybody's different perspective on it. But, um, I mean, I'm the oldest mm-hmm. of five. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, in a part... I play a role as um, well, the older child, and even the little ones, they look up to what I do, you know, to my actions. You know, mm-hmm. I can say anything, and talk is cheap, you yeah. know, but uh, what matters is action. Right. You know what I mean? And I didn't really pick up on that until later on, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, thanks to that, not only am I able to influence them, change their perspective, help them, give them wisdom, mm-hmm. but also others, you know what I mean? Right, 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 right. That, oh, that's a good point. I can relate to that, too, because I'm not the oldest. I'm actually the youngest, right? And I got five sisters, so I'm the baby, whatever. But 
What did end up happening? Yeah, yeah. We got one girl in my family, bro. Also, oh, we're like the yeah. exact opposite. I'm in the opposite place and the opposite gender. So it's like, damn, that's a whole different, complete opposite. But it's interesting because I also have the same perspective because I have a lot of nieces and nephews. So th- like the same role that your younger siblings play for you, they they play for me. And, you know, I found, again, I found that I didn't realize until my sister told me one day, she's like, hey, you know, your nieces and nephews, they look up to you a lot. Like, you know, you don't realize what, you know, they talk about the things you do. Mm-hmm. You know, they, you know, they're looking at you, they're watching you. And I see them copying the things you do. And it's like, you know, you can become selfish in the way of thinking, oh, I'm living for me. And it's like, yeah, of course, the the life journeys is, is a journey of self, but the journey of self is through connecting with people because only through understanding people. It's like if you rely on yourself to understand life, you're only getting one trillion. There's a trillion people on earth. You're getting one trillionth of the perspective, you know? So to think that you can understand everything and that living for yourself and doing everything independently Although, like, independent independent doesn't mean completely alone. Independent is a mentality. The mentality that you know that you're accountable for everything you do. You know, you can have people around you and still be independent. You know, it doesn't mean you depend on them. It's just that we have, we, we as humans, you know, that's just something that I feel like is ingrained into us. And the more that we help each other and get away from our egos, it's like you start to do that. So, again, with that awareness, how do you feel like that affected? So you became more conscious of the things you did, right? You, you know cleaned what? up your act? Yeah, just like you said, you know, how... Your nephews look up to you. You know what I mean. Um, that's when I started noticing. You know what? I, I, I'm not noticing, but a friend of mine, a homie, actually, mm-hmm. very close homie to me, he actually made me rethink everything that I fought. You know, because I used to fight for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I was selfish. You know, I wanted to get out for me. Right now, he put in a way. You know, that's more egoistic. Mm-hmm. You know, so now I fight for my family. I mean, people around be able to leave a mark. So, you know what I mean? That, I think that's the way of life, bro. You know, I build myself, build myself, fill my cup, and then be able to influence others. And that little influence, I'm leaving a mark on him, on her, on him, on her. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like that, that quote that you said. Bro. Can you break that down for the people filling your cup? Can you just kind of, like, what that means to you? And Because I think that's a very, that's a nugget of wisdom right there. So, um, basically, fill your cup is, um, what can I say? Mm, you mind if I use this? Go ahead. I'm not gonna literally fill it up, you know, cause it's gonna spray right. out. Use your imagination, exactly. people. Yeah. So let's say um, these two cups are empty, right? Right. And there's a water jug right, and there's a water jug right here. Mm-hmm. Now, if I fill all the way mine up, and then I come and fill yours, I'm empty. You know what I mean? So now I want to make sure I fill this one up. Then come in handy. I'm also spraying that waste and going down, filling the cup. Right. And at the end of the day, we're both filled. That's that's <laughs> just sit just sit down and break that down and understand what that means. It's and funny though because I seen that video on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I was scrolling one day through Facebook and I seen that video and then I really thought I sat down and I thought about it. I'm like, hmm, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean that's, that's that's interesting. You know, it's important too that like to show shit sometimes because it's like people don't know all understand things the same way. You know, like if I tell you a quote, if I tell a hundred people a quote, they're not all gonna get the quote. You know, it's like sometimes some people are gonna get it if you show it to them. Like, sometimes I've been in class and my teacher's teaching something and I'm like, what are you saying? And then they show a picture and I'm like, oh, it makes sense now. You know, it's like, that's just some, the mind, you got to also understand how you understand sometimes. So that's why it's good to sometimes, even though you don't understand the message, you got to break it down or just see it from a different perspective. People learn different ways, man. Different different ways. Right. And that's a part of like, 
the comfort of life is like understanding how you learn too you know like giving yourself just enough having that patience you know what I mean that's room what martial arts actually taught me you know back back um back when my coach Ashley um let me be able to coach mm -hmm. um, fundamentals right I was really impatient back in the days you know and then just being able to oh, my bad bro sorry mm -hmm. just being able to um to teach others gave me patience mm -hmm. you know what I mean that I didn't know I had and thanks to that now every beginner or anyone that comes in you know tries the class I help them grow and I can see in the face they feel comfortable you know what I mean they want to grow they mm -hmm. want more and coming back how did that how did teaching students help you with that that's interesting how did it help you to understand or develop patience what about the students or this process of teaching them seeing them grow mm, it was worth seeing it them grow. yeah seeing them grow seeing the development you know what I mean how they came in I mean the te there's no perfect technique right you know, the technique evolves evolves but um, just seeing them like not be able to throw a punch later on because I had there was a there was a, a a student of ours mm -hmm. he actually started training me in one of my classes and next thing you know um he was we were in the same fight camp so it was it was very interesting you know? oh you saw him go from this to yeah we were both in the, i was helping him in his camp and i was like okay okay mm -hmm. that, that's dope it motivates me you know what I'm saying? Right. like that's you crazy. that's what you want around you you know people that show you that you can grow yeah yeah, yeah his name is kyle by the way but now he um he moved so he trained somewhere else oh shout out yeah. to kyle uh, if you're watching this shout out to you um damn that is very interesting i've never like i've never looked at it like that but that's that's cool like that that could inspire like seeing other growth growth and others could inspire the idea that sometimes growth takes time but it's worth like the res the feeling of fulfillment from knowing that you had a part in something that great is like you know you just like all right cool let me continue to create greatness let me continue it, it me being this that, that, that whatever even though i feel like it might be insignificant if somehow that could result in something greater, then it's like obviously what I feel isn't the end all. It's like sometimes you're gonna feel like shit, but what you're doing ultimately is great. You know, it's like sometimes you gotta go through hell. Sometimes yeah. you gotta put your head down. Right. There's a saying in Spanish, man. I can't even remember right now. Uh, it's, it's like kind of bad, like it's you know vulgar, but so I won't say it. But <laughs> you know, they say amarate un huevo, like you know, like tie a nut up and grab the like the other one, like you know, like that's a manly saying, but it means it, it's a representation of the. The machismo in Latin culture, you know, that men, you know, it's like, as a man, you know, whenever you feel like quitting, you tie one of your balls and you hold on to the other one and you don't, and you remember that you're a fucking man and you don't give up. But that, that masculine energy isn't, isn't really specific to a gender. The, the, the energy spirit of masculinity is the spirit. You know, if you feel that way, then that's just what's, that's what's going to motivate you. You know, being that feeling of vigor, you know, what Fabian was saying, you know, that feeling of, wanting to go through the grit you know that's a masculine that comes from the masculine energy of feeling that you need to have some struggle in your life and it's like knowing that when the struggle comes it's time like they say when the tough when the going gets tough the tough get going like when, when shit hits the fan you know you're gonna see who's really who's really about it and it's like that's just what it is you know it doesn't matter how much you talk it doesn't matter what you say you got and then like fabian says you know fabian, you, fabian, fabian the way he says it you know it's like you gotta be ready for those moments you know you can't talk yourself into a position where you think you're ready you really got to be ready for those mentally, moments you know mentally physically uh emotionally spiritually like it's a whole process you know things hit everybody differently but yeah so we kind of got into the philosophical side but now i kind of want to start moving towards you know obviously you're an mma fighter let's start talking some mma talk you know for the mma fans out there so who are some fighters that inspired you like growing up 
Who was on TV when you were watching? That's honestly, what I asked Taco. Honestly, honestly, bro, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I wasn't really much into MMA mm. back in the day before Boxing? I started fighting. Tampoco. Oh shit. I was more into. Um, I remember we were back in uh, summer school. You know what I mean? And I was with the homies. And instead of just um, doing a class or getting my grades and shit, we used to watch felony fights. You ever heard of that? Oh, shit. <laughs> memory, back, memory unlocked. We're going back, back. Bum felony fights, fights, felony oh, fights, all that shit. Yeah, bro. I used to see them. Mm-hmm. I like That's some shit. Because yeah, I was always aggressive. Bro. I always wanted to fight. Mm-hmm. You know, I was always getting into trouble, fighting here and there. Even when I was playing soccer, bro. You know, I was real good at soccer. Mm-hmm. You know, even when I was soccer, I was, I was always looking for fights, bro. I was looking for fights. So then, uh, yeah, bro, I saw felony fights and all that. That's dope. And so, then, yeah. what's it called? Um, I found out about the gym and uh, our body, our body in the main, mm-hmm. in Gardena. So, I went there. I wasn't consistent, though. I mean, I went here and something like this, and since I didn't go, because I was going to soccer. And then, next thing I know, the um, they closed down. I don't know why. They just closed down. But now, Chris Taco said it, because they were beefing me. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah. And then... Um, I stopped. I stopped training, and um, big shout out to Mike, though. Mike Piedra, he's the one that actually, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have found the gym today by Solutions. Yeah. Back in the days, it was Shoebox. Yeah. Not bad, man. I'm messing up your No, no, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, no, no. Continue with the story. I don't worry about this shit. Yeah. I don't want to fuck up your focus. So, uh, so the so Fight Solutions. So, you, your journey to Fight Solutions was through, again, like you're saying, you, you go through, you find Hardbody, you go through that. So he come to fight solution. Mike, what was the guy's name? I don't, I'm not familiar with the guy. Mike Piedra. Mike Piedra. Right. Maybe those are guys I gotta forget familiar with. Maybe. He used to train also with um, Chris Taco. You know, they both actually started together. Mike Piedra, he fought MMA as well. Yeah. Uh, he's a he's a solid fight, bro. He he's he's talented, man. I want him to get back in the game actually. Mm. You know what I mean? He retired. Hmm? He retired. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> what's it called? Um, back to story. You know, one day I was. I, was, I hit him up on Instagram. I'm like, hey, bro, so, like, what's the deal? Like, we gonna continue training or what? Mm. You know? He's all like, you know what, bro? I've been actually looking around the gyms. And then I heard about this one called Shoebox. Mm. Back when their location was here in, um, you know, Galleria Mall, right? Yeah, yeah, South Yeah, so, right across of it. So, he told me, let's go, let's go try out the class. All right. So, we went, tried out the class. I came in swinging. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I came in swinging. And I threw up. <laughs> and they coach made me clean it up. But, um, yeah, bro, ever since then, I stayed. Damn. I stayed, and then, now it's history. So, all right, I want to ask you, do you have any advice for people who who are in in that, like, pre-MMA mode right now where they're, like, maybe they they have an interest in it, you know, they want to start, whether they want to take it as a career, or they're just interested to, you know, train with people. Because I know a lot of people are held back by the by what they feel they're limited by their their own self-imposed limitations. So before you even try to train, somebody might convince themselves that they're not good enough to train or they're not at the level to train. Do you have some words that could like kind of help people to like just be like, "Hey, man, just get your ass in there," you know? Just start. Mm-hmm. Just start. I wasn't good when I started. You know what I mean? But just that consistent. This was gonna help you build and mm-hmm. make you even better throughout time. But you just gotta start. So you mentioned like you went in and you. You, so how how long was it would you say before you kind of felt like you were you found your place or did you feel that on day one mm, I like the competition bro mm. I got the competition I mean, we're very humble 
no, we're not an egoistic channel, but we're very competitive. Right. You know what I mean? We, we like to make each other to our limits, yo. Dope, 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 dope. That reminds me of, um, because I grew up watching Mayweather a lot, because my family was always into Mayweather, and, and they always respected his boxing. And his, his idea is that, you know, you build a doghouse. You know, a gym should be a doghouse. It should be guys who come in, and they steal, sharp and steal. You know, like, we come in here, we grind, and then when we leave, we respect. You know, you come in here, and you become a beast, but when you're out, you know, you carry yourself with respect and, and humility, which is, like, the true essence of the warrior, it seems like, you know, especially when you go back in history, it's just a, that's just an interesting thing to think about. You know, warriors, historically, you know, even though they're savages, they're only savage from the product of, the situation of their you know era but the truth is like warriors represent like the truest like all right humans can be savage but then also have a family you know it's like that's gladiators just, no boy gladiators i mean right. there were slaves or so, some were slaves some were fighting for many reasons bro you know what i mean but the, when you actually watch what they talk what they speak mm -hmm. it's all about family you know what right. i mean about what they value what matters right? that's the mm -hmm. shit that drives you every it's, day this is a show my boy put me on it, but it's very interesting. Bro. What is it about? It's, it's very interesting. It's about this. Uh, well, it's a gladiator show, you know what I mean? And they're, they're all fighting. They're mm -hmm. all fighting. Some are fighting for freedom. Mm -hmm. Some are fighting to pay off their debt. You know, some is actually fighting to return to their home. It's, it's just crazy. But with the mentality, you know what I mean? The mentality in there, like the shit they go through, bro. You know what I mean? Just to be once they step in the in the arena, there they're just like beast mode, killer mode. You know what I yeah. mean? Like this is war, man. Mm -hmm. Back in the days, you know, they they killed too. They they fought to kill. You yeah. know what I mean? Either I'm trying to live, you're trying to live too. Yeah. I mean, here it's the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just crazy, but the mentality. It is. It is like the idea of like fuck, like something that. And then too, within that is the idea. Like I was watching this interview with um, Mike Francesi, like one of the mob guys, and he talked about how like he knew deep within he was a good guy, but he just. When every time he had to do something evil, he knew he was stepping outside of his own body to do it, or outside of his own spirit to do it. And it's like, that's kind of true too within a warrior where they, a part of being confident or being so sure is knowing even when you're not being yourself or like when you have to do something external, which is like, you know, when you go to war, you could, you could try to be the peacemaker all day, right? But it's like in time of war, either you're going to go to war or you're going to, you're gonna ask for peace and die, you know. Switch, you yeah. You gotta mind, just have you know that. I mean? You gotta have. You gotta understand that that's okay to be like that. You gotta understand that that's. It's okay to to be one way one time and then be another way another time. People are, get caught up in the idea. Oh, that's this. That's the personality. It's like, nah, bro. That's just humans. That's how we are. We gotta, you know. The Chinese have a proverb of three different faces. Like we all have three different faces. We have different characters. The face we show to the world. The face that show we show to our family and the face we show our family slash the ones we love. In the face who we show to ourselves like those are the three faces that people carry it's just a way to like symbolize ego uh self and then like the way what you project you know see that's the thing i like about martial arts better because no, that's ahead, the thing i like about martial arts bro like it gives you so much confidence that you don't you don't need to be proving the point all the time mm -hmm. bro. you just walk in regular relax you know what i mean you don't gotta be looking over your shoulder i mean yeah you know stay through each other all the time you know what i mean <laughs> yeah no doubt but um you know what you're capable of doing. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, if you look at, at, at a person that trains martial arts and he goes in a room full of people that don't know, they're confident in themselves. Now, you put someone who doesn't train martial arts, you put them in a room, again, with people they don't know, they're kind of, you know what I mean? Kind of yeah. scared because they don't know if, they, if, if a fight starts, they don't know how to act. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, 
That's very interesting. Bro. Yeah, it is, right? And then it, that gives you an insight into psychology. And then sometimes when I think when you get when you go through the journey yourself, you can see other people going through the journey. So it's like you'll see people who are barking, fake barking. You know, they're, you, you can see right through it. Like, oh, okay, I see this guy. He doesn't really know what he's doing. He's just trying to – he's so scared that he wants me to be scared of him. He wants me – he's trying to intimidate me to bring me down to his level. But obviously I'm over here, you know. The, the truth is whoever has the best skill is going to win. It's not, it's not about – how you feel? Yeah. Always the So okay, so your so your inspiration again. Let's bring it all the way back to fighting. So your inspiration was mostly family fights. So when you did start to watch pro fighters, was there anybody that you identified with right away? Mm, before MMA, I was into boxing. Mm-hmm. So Fernando Vargas. Oh shit! Oh, he's a killer, bro. Yeah, he's a killer. Underrated Mexican boxer. Yes, sir. Him, Marquez, Oscar de la Hoya, Tyson. Yeah, me. No, it's just a good generation. Yeah. And then one day. I started training MMA. Honestly, before that happened, I was getting my ass kicked with legs, bro. I was mm-hmm. getting my ass kicked. You know, I wasn't blocking and stuff like that. And it was one day at the gym, I told Coach, man, fuck this. I just want to stick to boxing. Like, yeah. He told me, no, just stay consistent. You know, he gave me the hard love. And still to the day he do. That's what makes us so great. You know what I mean? And then one day, I don't know, I was, um, I wouldn't say depressed, but I was like, my own world and then I've seen um, Jose Aldo his his movie Stronger mm-hmm. Than The World I haven't seen it but yeah, I know Jose Aldo bro, bro. Yeah. that movie inspired me one of my favorites that cat food made me fall in love with MMA bro it's just crazy his philosophy yeah, yeah just the way the thing he went through how he came from Brazil into into America and um, once he caught him he said you know what I'm not I, I ain't come here with nothing I'm not leaving here until I become champion and he did that bro so you identify with that struggle of like nothing to something, right? Oh, 100%, yeah. bro. 100%. I think a lot of people who come from the come from the struggle or come from just, you know, humble beginnings is like you have that idea. Like if you feel like you're starting with nothing, then it's hard to imagine some great thing, you know, oh, but 100%, like you mentioned, you know, people like that who somehow that's the most inspirational thing to me too is when I see somebody who just Decides, they just tell themselves, "I'm gonna be champion," and then they do it. Why? Yeah, because yeah. they said they were gonna do it. That there's no, there's no. People look for the secret. Oh, what's the secret? Oh, what I did that. Oh, what's the secret? That's the secret. You speak, yeah, that's the secret. The secret mm-hmm. is how you feel. If you tell yourself you're not gonna do it, you're not gonna do it. Yeah. If you say yourself, you know what? Through every hard trial, I'm gonna accomplish it. I'm gonna do it. You gonna end up doing it, bro. Mm-hmm. My word, bro. You know what I mean? Like I remember back in the days too. Like I didn't have a car. I used to either skate it or uh, bike it or I used to take the bus to train it. You know what I mean? And every time I didn't I did I didn't want to, like I was like, I don't want to do it, you know, I don't have bread and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I was like, I remember about that movie, like Jose Aldo did it, I could do it too. Mm-hmm. I mean now I have a car I'm able to move, you know what I mean? Right. And um but even in this day, bro, I don't I don't have it all, but I'm thugging it out because I know my vision is great and one right. day I'm gonna be great. Right, right. right. I mean? For sure, for sure, yeah, no doubt. Um all right, so that idea right there of greatness, right? And then, so when you train, I want to bring it back to training. Like, um, for those who who can't get over because people, you know, sometimes we give up to minuscule things like pain, for example. You mentioned something like pain, right? Getting hit in the leg. What would you What would your advice be to somebody who who who's struggling with that? You know, because I I hear from a lot of fighters sometimes that they use the pain for motivation, or the pain is a reminder that you're reaching your limit, and in order to exceed your limit to get to the next level pain is just indicating that you're doing that so once you feel pain you're making progress 
So what's your perspective on pain and people who give up when they feel pain? All right. Without, so, uh, we're not trying to judge them, but I'm just saying. There was a, there was a fight. I lost. Cause I was emotional. You know what I mean? I could have won the fight. Then I got my rematch and I won this guy. You know, but um, he was destroying me, bro. Destroying me, you know. And then I was back in the in the locker room and. The homie's dad, his name is Donovan Morris, by the way, you know, his dad told me, he looked him in the eyes, he told me, pain is weakness, give him the body. And ever since then, Crazy. every time I feel pain, I don't want to know it's weakness, give him the body, but that's, you know what I mean? That's powerful. Because, like, when you have that perspective, like, pain, you want pain then. At that point, you want it, because you don't want to be weak. You want to exalt. Pain, there's no growth, bro. Damn, I feel like I use that in my own life. Yeah. Shout out to Mr. What was his name? Well, his, na um, his name, the homie is Morris. Mm -hmm. his, his Shout out Mr. Morris. Yeah, so, um, yeah, thank you for that. Damn, pain is, pain is weakness leaving the body. That's deep, huh? You really think about it? It is, because it's so true. Like, weakness in every sense. Not just physical weakness, but mental weakness as well. When you get out outside of pain, you realize... That you're stronger mentally too because now you can be confident like you said you know the more you achieve the more confidence you build and there's nothing wrong with being confident 100 bro or even god says without two shall pass mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah definitely i always look to the bible for inspiration too and i think people should like i know people when it comes to religion people are kind of like all right religion whatever all right however you feel that's cool respect it but the thing is you know the truth is that humans pass down knowledge through the way we st tell stories and the way we tell stories is through things like books, movies, that, you know, and the Bible being a book that's so profound and that's so ingrained in what it means to be human, even though you may ignore the religion that's behind it, the message within the text is still true. So if you can still go to, to the Bible, read a verse and, and just feel it in your soul, that doesn't mean you're Christian. It just means that you relate with being a human, you know, and that's why I think people need to start to understand each other. Like maybe if you did understand what people follow you would understand how similar your beliefs are you know which is like again it comes with the ego and all that stuff but i think that um you know like uh and this is something that i feel like people who go through a struggle come to the realization to more quicker because once you start to struggle you realize that you're not better than anybody truthfully you're not how can you be better than anybody you still go through the same struggle that everybody goes through so it's like you know uh, the truth is the improvement on quality is, is like everybody you want everything to be better you know you want your life to be better so. when I remember coach took us to this one mm -hmm. this one uh, mental seminar and the guy he said um, he, he used and it's very powerful and still to this day I use it no one's better than me but I'm better than no one you know what I mean All right. his name is Kent by the way alright that's an important thing we're all humans just that we're all just humans no matter, see, the, the idea of putting somebody on a pedestal comes from, like, the idea that they're special. And the thing, the issue with, you can feel like somebody's special and you can love them like they're special. That's that's what we do as humans. We love people like they're special. And that's our, that's our superpower. We can make people feel loved. And that's selfless. Love is so selfless because you're giving somebody purpose that's greater than the divine because it's coming from an external life. But the idea of, like, all right, this person's better than me objectively no that's not true nobody's better than anybody it's impossible you know it's like even though you look at them as a higher being because of their success maybe because of their mentality maybe because you just look up to them as a person the truth is that you're just like them and they're just like you 
and if you feel like they're different then what you're going to do is you're going to self-impose a limit that doesn't exist so instead of saying that they're special or they're unique or they're at a level that you'll never never be able to reach aspire to be that great and just say that okay one day i can get there and then you'll realize that they're just like you and then instead of it being like this where you're going up to them it's like more like equal you know it's more like you're bringing the idea of people being greater to you down and you're also bringing yourself worth up and then you get here which is like everybody's equal you know or even let's say like in my perspective right mm-hmm. yeah like if someone does turn out to be greater than me that's because he earned it mm-hmm. you know what i mean so if he beats me he beat me because probably i was lacking in my runs right. i was lacking in my diet i was lacking in this so yeah you want me and you're better than me right now but in order to beat me you got to work harder than me you know mm-hmm. what i mean and everything right definitely yeah i mean that's important and that's how you get motivation you know and then that never counting yourself out you know that's something that that I think people need to remember too. Never count yourself out. No oh, yeah, stay humble, man. Like I'm a like I'm gonna share something too. Like when I'm at the gym, mm-hmm. and sometimes I go with beginners. My my ego kicks in. Like, damn, I'm not gonna get no work in. Like, you know this and that. But then I, I look, I really think about it. I'm like, you know what, Phil, you gotta humble yourself. Cause mm-hmm. just like you're starting, you have started somewhere too. You know what I mean? So I catch myself. Like, nah, Phil, you know, don't be that person. You know, stay humble. And yeah, bro, I stay humble, change my mindset, and I end up helping them out. And mm-hmm. I feel good because they feel good, too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So ego, pride is the devil, bro. Yeah, it sneaks in, too. It definitely sneaks in. Though. That awareness is what's going to help you keep it keep it at bay, you know? If you're unaware of that, then it's just going to keep slipping and keep slipping and keep slipping and keep convincing. That's uh, an interesting thing. But, hey, um, let's see. All right. So we got to the fighting plan. So let's talk about your plan right now, right? Um, before we get to like the last part of the interview, let's just get to like your plans right now, your goals. So um, we spoke a little bit before. You're in the recovery stage right now. So what's your mentality right now? Um, how do you feel before when you first got injured? What's the recovery stage going for you now? And how do you feel like what's the outcome? Like what's your future looking like? So before my shoulder injury, I had a rib injury as well. So it was back to back. You know what I mean? And I was, I was, I was. I was mad at myself, like, why, mm. why, you know what I mean? But then it got, I started to understand a little bit better that, you know what, probably need to train smarter, you know what I mean? Or this is probably another, it's a blessing for you to get closer to something that you were near, right. like, right. let's say God, for example, you know what I mean? Like, I knew he was there, but I wasn't really as close to him, so mm-hmm. I took this time to, you know what I said, start getting closer to him, have a better relationship with him, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then, which would, which would got me saying, thinking, actually, I just gotta do my part. I gotta let God do the rest. If He's holding me back, it's for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He probably got a greater purpose than me out there for. You know what I mean? So um, right now, it's just that—that's how it was my mentality before to now. And right now, well, I'm just like I told you. You know, I'm just focusing on what I could control, and I let God do the rest. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So through your recovery stage, you feel like you're, that's becoming more true of like you're starting to accept the way things are and just kind of like going with the flow and then just making sure that you're there like you mentioned right just working hard but also not trying get not getting caught over the things you can't control right exactly. you mentioned that cool. exactly so i can't so punch right message. now well i'll kick i throw my knees you know work on what i can right you know what i mean good perspective yeah. so it's a blessing bro mm. actually my coach pointed out to me that he told me you know what's favorite it's a blessing because now your kicks are better you know, your chickens are better. Your knees are stronger. Right. So it's, it's all about perspective. Exactly. All right. Uh, so 
All right, so recovery, right? Uh, what's what's coming at the recovery? You know, we, you know, you mentioned you got an amateur career. We're rooting for you to get to the pros. So how's that? How's that looking for you? What's well, your plan? Amateur, multi, MMA. I haven't had my debut. How does it work? I'm sorry. Can you can you like because I, for those that don't understand, because I don't even understand, how does somebody become an MMA amateur? Can you just break down like the basic steps? I guess. How do they become an MMA amateur? Like amateur pro or what you're saying? Like what's the step to becoming a pro? Mm. I think through the amateur levels, it's all experience. I mean, all experience, you fix your faults. Because once you turn pro, the goal is not to lose, to make it to the big. Of course, you're not going to win all. I mean, but as as much details as you can find, mm-hmm. errors that you can find through your amateur level, is what we could fix through that point. To once we throw, once we turn pro, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to have, yeah, again, the idea of like, by the time it's time, you want to be ready, right? Exactly. It's like ex- it's basically experience. Yeah, Tyson talks about that a lot. He said he had like a hundred and something amateur fights before he ever like became pro. Yeah. Tyson. So I'm like, damn. Shit, yeah, but cool. MMA, I haven't had my pro debut yet. Uh-huh. Again, I was going to, but I messed up my ribs and my shoulder. A lot of things happened, bro. Nice. So again, you know, that's why I'm just I'm just churching in the lower. With German mentality, bro, I'm sure that I'm sure that the day you debut is gonna be something special. So I'm looking forward to that myself, you know, and. Um, I want to see where you go, bro. I want to see where you go. And I'm sure everybody, you know, everybody in the community, this is one of ours. You know, this is somebody that, that you know, is representing us. You know, for those of you that are intimate, made somebody to watch, somebody to watch Grove Taco as well. You know, we got to support the guys that come from where we come from, you know. Well, you don't have to, but, you know, it just makes you feel, it makes me feel good. So I don't know. I suggest other people to do that as well because it's fulfilling when you really help, when you're really helping yourself by focusing on people that remind you. Of, you know your beginnings, you know, and I think when I'm around people who are humble and things like that, it really helps me to remember that I need to stay humble too, and I need to be, I need to work as hard as anything. You know, working hard is really what's gonna get the results. So, oh, yeah, hundred percent. That's good that you call on that too, because I mean, if you don't, if you're always prideful, God is gonna humble you regardless, bro. Facts. He's gonna humble you regardless. Facts. You know what I mean? Facts. Just as he could give, he could take too. Oh man, I've never heard nothing more true, bro. God will humble you. You think if you think you're something, oh man, you're gonna find out the hard way. But um, but that's the thing, you know. That's how life is. But yeah, let's start moving into like the last part. All oh, the questions are on my phone. The phones are. It's all right. I'm gonna just try to remember the questions right now. So usually we got seven questions that we ask all the guests at the end, just to kind of do like a, you know, we want people to relate. You know, obviously this is a really relatable conversation, but it's just the last seven questions. So let me see which ones I can remember. The first one is, what inspires you to do what you do every day? You mentioned family, but um. Know, I'm sure you have other motivations as well. To be able to influence those that have a dream, that anything is possible through hard work and dedication. Bro. You know what I mean? You just got to keep going. It's going to be tough, yes. Mm-hmm. It's a saying that goes, if you're going to try, go all the way in. Otherwise, don't try at all. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, um, don't get me wrong. I'm not perfect. Bro. I've been having my little, you know what I mean? Out of the ways and stuff, but I try to stay back and focus. I think that's that's something that 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 right there is is important to acknowledge too. But it's also important to accept as being human too the fact that you are gonna make mistakes. Like even the most wise, like wise person who you think knows everything, who seems like their life is together, da da da. You think, oh, this guy could never do nothing wrong. He never feels no emotion. That's not true. Even the most like. You know, whatever person who seems that they're on the right path of enlightenment, whatever, you feel like, oh, they're the perfect good. You know, it's like even those people are bound to make mistakes by the nature of 
the you know the way that life is you know it's like things are bound to happen like sometimes you're gonna slip and that's okay and you gotta be willing to accept the slip and learn from it and not not be like oh I slipped I'm I'm the you know it's like I it's like this thing where you don't you shouldn't identify with your flaws you should identify them you know you shouldn't make them a part of you you should see them you know like okay I have a flaw let me fix that but don't say I am the flaw you know it's like if you make a, you know like somebody who for example is prone to negative thinking or overthinking you know it's like if you get anxious sometimes your conclusion shouldn't immediately be I'm an anxious person it should be oh in certain situations my mind becomes anxious and then that That's way and then that way with that perspective what you're doing is you're preparing yourself for the situation instead of trying to fix yourself which is fixing yourself as a person is impossible because you're going to feel broken forever until you die because that's just the idea of growth the idea of growth is that there's something to fix and if there's something to fix then that's something that should be positive because that's an opportunity for growth and growth feels good and, it, and growth fulfills the spirit so you know people should definitely focus on things like that i feel like you know and that's just and that's not me trying to give life advice that's me trying to make trying to teach like pass on the knowledge that i've gained Maybe your from. opinion yeah, give me my opinion, like, you know, but the thing is, like, you know, you can't be too, like, oh, you know, we're all humans, so it's like, your knowledge is almost as equal as my knowledge, you know, your experience is as equal as my experience, because it's the human experience, so it's like, when someone's talking, even though it is their opinion, it's also human, so it's it's just as true to you. We learn, bro, just yeah. like I can learn from you, you can learn from me. Yeah, and I've learned a lot, I learned a lot from people every day, that's why I'm grateful to God, you know, God, I feel like, I feel like, um... I think that's something that I would share with people too is like be grateful for even the smallest things you know but uh yeah so the next one what was the second question the second question is what what uh, how have your life experiences affected you up to this point like in general what would you say hmm. many ways many ways actually um mentally especially more mm -hmm. you know because whatever you think that turns into your actions you know what I mean so um, I just try to um, acknowledge it, yeah. you know what I mean, and see if it's good, if it's going to help me. Basically, now, if any anything that I come across, if it's not going to help me grow yeah. for money in my pocket or help me as a fighter, it's a distraction, bro. That's how I see it now. That's a very um, mature point of view right there. Yeah, that's, a, that's like an easy mistake to make, huh? To like get caught in like oh, yeah. distractions. Oh yeah, I remember one time I was I, I didn't figure that out until I was meditating. Mm -hmm. I was in a deep meditation, and then I, I was able to see my goal, where I want to be, and where I'm at from a bird eyes view. You know what I mean? From bird bird eyes view, you know, they're flying. They mm -hmm. know where to go. Yeah. So this is me right now. This is where I want to go. From bird eyes view, you know where it's at. You know what I mean? So there's gonna be a lot of things coming to you. You just gotta keep straight to the path. Remember the path. Keep oh, straight to the path. Meditation is important, but I like uh, I like it, man. I like hearing things like that because it like that's like things like that fulfill like they touch your spirit. You know, it's like damn, like the fact that's true. You just gotta see the clear see the clear path. Oh yeah, because we get caught up in a lot of materialistic things, the world things. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? In yeah. your phone, everything, bro. You know, or sometimes in our own projects, like you with your podcast mm -hmm. and my fight. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes we need a break from all that. You know, just just by yourself. You know, think about yourself. How are you mentally? How are you spiritually? You know what I mean? All right, here's all right. That's a good point, right? That 
that brings up something in my mind because as an artist, right, some, one thing that I do struggle with a lot is this idea, right, of, of writer's block. But I think the idea of writer's block, and it trans, the way it'll translate to a fighter is like this, right? You look at, I have this song. I have this song that I'm working on. Let's say a kick, the, this technique, right? Let's say, let's use that song kick, right? There's a song that I'm working on, and I want to make the song right. But the idea that I know what the song should be is fundamentally rooted in my ego. Therefore, that idea of perfection is actually going to stunt my growth. So, you know, just like a kick, right? You think you need to throw the perfect technique. And there, it may be true, right? There is, you need to throw the technique correct to an extent, right? But you always see fighters that break techniques, right? They, or they come up with a technique that's that's based in the fundamentals, but it's altered slightly, you know? No technique is perfect in the, in the fighting world. Right, and it's like, all right, so, so what I'm trying to say is like, in music, what happens is you get caught up on trying to perfect an idea, so you never move on from the idea. And I feel like you never grow. So... Does that ever happen in fighting where you get so caught up in trying to perfect a technique that you forget that the goal is actually to build a full arm? You know, like you don't want to just learn one kick. You need to learn kicks, punches, grapple, this and this. If you get caught up on learning one kick, then you're never going to get to the other techniques. Just like if an artist who, let's say they're working on an album, for example, but they're stuck on one song, you got to remember that the goal is to write the album. The goal isn't to make a perfect song, so the song can't be perfect and maybe the song is the issue. And the album is perfect without the song. Just like thinking to be perfect in a technique could actually stop you from just learning the technique and moving on to other techniques and then maybe perfecting the technique later to what you've learned. I think it's more into your mindset. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because it could be not just that, but in any other thing. Like let's say you're in a relationship, toxic relationship, or mm -hmm. whatever, you know, you're, you're so caught up in fear. Mm. You know what I mean? Insecurity. So fear that you're blocking your own blessings. You know what I mean? Damn. Damn. Ain't that the truth. Um, alright, so the last alright, so let's just do the last three questions because the last three questions are kinda like short, but they're the most deep questions sometimes. The first question, what do you love? What do I love? Mm. Well first of all I love God. Second, I love myself. You know what I mean? And mm. third, well I'm gonna say I love I love my family. I mean love is powerful, bro. Mm. Love is a drug actually. You know what I mean? But the main tool is guiding myself. Right. Right. Um, next one. What are you afraid of? What am I afraid? That's a good question, bro. But honestly, I feel like leaving the world without knowing I was able to become great. Mm. I mean, great in any aspect. Bro. I mean, any aspect. Um, I just want to be able to... Um, I remember one day... I think I was on social media, on Instagram. I was actually getting ready to post a reel, mm -hmm. and I came across another reel that said, "Imagine you're in your deathbed, and then you got a guy next to you, and he tells you you could have become this and this and this, but you got stuck up on this. Basically, mm -hmm. you could have become great in this, 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 influenced so many other people. You could have left marks on every other people, stuff like that. You know what I mean? But since you were getting caught up in your own fears mm -hmm. of growing." Mm. You weren't able to accomplish it. Mm. You confused what you perceived as growth, as you. I mean, you you perceive you made the mistake of identif misidentifying growth, right? You kind of like think you're doing the right thing, 
but the right thing is actually bigger than you. You can, yeah, you can. That's an interesting. No, no, but that's an interesting concept because it's hard to actually understand, but it is true. Like you know, you can feel that that's true, right? But it's like it's hard to. It's like it's kind of hard to tell somebody when they're right or when they're wrong because we don't know when we're right or when we're wrong. But at the same time, there's no denying that there is fundamentally something that makes you feel right. And there's something that fundamentally makes you feel wrong, you know. 100%. Like our, that's where our morality is rooted. You know, it's mo- rooted in what you feel spiritually. Yeah, just like I have my own vision, God has a bigger vision for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I won't be able to accomplish that. Right. I mean, I don't want to die. Right. And say I never did. That makes sense. That's my type of thing. That's powerful. Um. All right. So obviously, those two questions were a little like kind of like ooh, you know, they get you serious, but. We like to end this shit on a light note. So we got a funny question for the last one. And this All is right. good because you're a fighter. All right. All right. In a one-on-one combat, mano y mano, what animal could you take? And break down the situation. What animal I could take? Like, like go be ambitious. Like, which one do you think you could take? Jeez, bro. I never actually thought about that. But, um, break it down. Because you got to break it down, right? Like, like, like weight classes, right? You don't want to be a heavyweight person, I mean a lightweight person fighting a heavyweight animal, right? So it's like, I'm 5'4", you know, whatever. I don't want to be fighting a fucking elephant. If I'm if I'm if I'm going to use my imagination, I would probably say a lion, bro. Oh, shit. You went straight for the... You know what I mean? He said, I went for the king of the jungle. I'm going to be the king of the jungle. Because of his fucking mentality. Holy shit. And break it down. What technique are you using on the line? Are you going for a, are you going for a sweep? Are you going for a heel? Are you gonna break one of his legs and make him like? What's what you, what's your <laughs> technique, huh? You gonna jump on the mane and strangle him or what? Probably. Cause I feel like lions are fucking strong. Cause they they're no, they're but probably I think I. I take his back. Nice. Yeah, that would probably be the technique. I'll take his back. Or like break a leg or something like that. Yeah, I'll take his back. Leg, I'll be oh, they I mean, they're like quick, bro. Big you know? fucking paws, exactly. Yeah, like these big, so I'll probably take the back. Bro. Damn. I'm the little guy. You know what I mean? Now, if I really think about it, even in jujitsu, bro. Yeah. You know, I'm the little guy, mm. so I gotta take your back. That way, you really got no range like that. You know what I mean? Mm. So probably that's what I would do. And just strangle him. Bro. <laughs> just strangle him. You know what I'm, what I mean? I'm imagining this in my head. It's like so funny. Like the lions running up, like who slip, grab his back. Oh. I don't know how, but yeah, somehow, right? Hey, one of us got survived. <laughs> if I die, at hey, least I, I try. I respect know? it because hey, I respect that answer though because it's like, all right, let's say let's say you lose, right? You don't want to lose to like a fucking like a weak ass animal, like you monkey, know, yeah, <laughs> monkey, like oh, he got murked by a monkey, like ah, monkey ass food, you know. But it's like. If you get murked by a lion, it's like, damn, he, hey, he fought a lion. My respects, you know, that's a warrior, you know. So it's like at least you get some some, some street cred from fighting a lion, you know. That's, that was a good answer. But, yeah, uh, thank you, Fabian. Fabian, right? Let me make sure I get it right. Yes, Fabian, sir, yes, Fabian. I, I feel like saying Fabian because of my, my accent. Fabian. Oh, Fabian. All right, Fabian. Then. But uh, thank you for coming on again. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the conversation. As you've seen, you know, we're going to keep bringing you guys these conversations. And if you have anybody, you know, that... Uh, Again, me and, me and uh, Fabian got connected. So if you have somebody that you want to connect to the podcast, you know, we'll bring them on. We'll talk to them and we'll have this conversation. You know, and I feel like the, the true way to have a full conversation is to get as many perspectives as possible. So, you know, you don't have to be Einstein to talk about how you feel. You know, we're all humans. We all feel the same thing. So, hey, for all those of you out there who have something to say, come and say it here at Cut Talk Radio and represent yourself in the community. Thank you, Fabian, for coming through. We appreciate it. We appreciate you sharing your wisdom. and. Uh, you know, we're gonna follow you into the amateur, through the amateurs, into the pros. We're gonna keep rooting for you, and you know, best always. Hey, hey, thank you, Raul, man. It was a pleasure being here. 
Shout out to God. Shout out to all my teammates, my family, my friends. Everyone support me through the journey. I'm already national champion in Motown. Just wait till MMA and to the pros, man. That's right. Only up from here. All right, guys. As always, everybody out there, be safe. Take care. Peace.